Sarah Sabini uh, a couple weeks ago. She was saying the same thing. Chicago has the greatest, they were the greatest theater city in the world. But it really is an opportunity where you, as an actor, can come into the city and make your name and right. really, really, you know, thrive here. You directed me in a couple of things in Superior Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I shared the story of how we were doing the show. And then we were, I was backstage with some of the other actors. And it was this unexpected silence on stage, right? And everybody looked up like, hey, what's, what's going on? What's, what's up, right? And Rich, who was like one of the leads, picked up, picked up the, uh, the line or whatever. And so what had happened was that, you know, we had the real donuts and then the fake prop donuts. And one of the actors ate one of the prop donuts. Right? And there was a reaction. Right, there was a reaction. But it was so funny, because like you're listening backstage, and you can tell that the plague is, is not humming around like it usually does. Everybody looked up. Hey, what's up? <laughs> that's the magic I forgot of about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things I miss and love about about doing theater is is are those kind of moments that magic that happens when stuff goes wrong. Um, <laughs> You know, that's that's part of what I love about theater. It, it is also the thing that's super stressful about theater is <laughs> stuff goes wrong. But, uh, you know, it's mostly delightful. So, so along those lines, like when you first read a script or a play, what are some of the things that jump out to you that make you want to direct that script or direct that play? You know, it's hard to describe. It's a very subjective thing. I right. think when I read a when I read a play, I think I'm looking for the quality of the writing. If it's a new play, um, I'm I want that click. I, you know, and, and it can come in many forms. I, I sometimes use the fishing term of like, I'm nibbling on the bait for the first 10 pages. And right. if that hook doesn't in those first 10 pages or so, uh, I, I might not continue reading it. Like I, right. I, want, I want to be pulled through that script. I want the script to seduce me. And I want to, I want to be completely invested in getting to the end of that thing and, and finding out what happens, right. uh, you know, just on a very basic very basic level. Now, beyond that, there's there's all kinds of other factors that can go into why I would want to do um, a, a play or direct a play. You know, ranging from actors I would want to work with uh, to, you know, a story I just desperately want to tell uh, to working with a playwright that I want to work, you know, want to work with. Um, you know, there's various ways in, I think, as a director, but right. ultimately, I think it, it does it does come down for me, at least, that I need I need that connection to the story, because I I really view my job as a director as that of you know, kind of like a missionary. I have okay. to change I have to change everybody's way of thinking, right? right. <laughs> to to think about this story in one particular way, 
And so I have to be able to preach that that gospel, you know? I have to be able to talk about um, this play with, with real authority and, you know, talk about the perspective I have on this story very clearly and specifically, or or we're not going to make a good play. Right. So um, that that has to be there, you know, pretty early for me. <clears throat> um, yeah. But I, I don't know if I can get more specific than that. I think, okay. right. I think is a it's one of those magical kind of things where you're reading it and and you're hooked and you're in and and you just know I I want to do this. I want to tell this story and right. It might just be as simple as that. Yeah. So so uh, let's let's talk about the casting directing. Now I've been in the room with you over in PNR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't PR back then, and and uh, uh, you did a workshop down in the basement of Second City one time. Right. You probably did a couple of them, and I was in that room. I was uh, nervous. I was I like, remember oh. that room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about all of that. Uh, the the experiences, uh, you know, doing the casting directing and and the coaching. The training, yeah. not audition. I, uh, I mean, I love the energy of the casting room, and I love working with actors. Uh, and so, the casting was a pretty natural fit for me after after that internship at the Goodman. Um, I really saw, oh, this this is something I really love, and I had a good head for names and faces, and um, you know, I, I started to learn a little bit more about. Um, about how to talk to actors in the room and, you know, judging judging choice, choices and talent and, you right. know, appropriateness for roles. All of that can kind of be learned with a good mentor. Um, and, and actually, that's worth mentioning. You can't really go to school for casting. You either intern or you fall into it somehow. So, you know, right. sometimes you kind of come up through as I did through a casting house and I had some wonderful mentors um, you know in both the theater and uh, you know at TPR Mickey Jennifer uh, Tara Lonzo and um, or you know sometimes you you start as an agent and you come into it from that way uh, and you kind of segue into it from that direction Um, those tend to be the two main ways in but but it's not something you go to school for so it was something that I was committed to learning more about and you know a lot like teaching it's it's something you never really master you do get better at it Um, right and it is an art form I do believe it is an art Um, there's been a lot of talk in the, the trades about, you know, creating, you know, casting awards at the, the Oscars and recognizing casting as, um, as uh, you know, one of the, the disciplines that goes into making a, a good film. And I do believe there is a, a real artistry to good casting and a, a good casting director. Um, I love that feeling of assembling the team. You know, right. I've said it before, but I, I love that feeling of reading a script and then immediately having a few actors come to mind. Yeah. Of like, oh, this is perfect for this person right now in there because I know what they're going through in their life or I know where they are career wise. And this is a great match for them. Right. And I've had a few uh, experiences with that where I've read a, a screenplay or a, a play and immediately I knew this this role is for this actor. And then uh, lo and behold, 
they did get the role. So that that's that's always really satisfying when when you have that experience. You know, we were just talking to uh, Nicole Thurman uh, in August or so. She was talking, we were talking about the ups and downs of being an actor. And she was doing opposition with Jordan Kelper and, uh, and Laura, Laura Gray. Yeah. And she was saying when the show got canceled, just the way the mindset to put her in. And then, like, you know, the next job wasn't forthcoming. And how you can go in that, that roller coaster and get in your head, so to speak. And, you know, it's very much the air before the business. But from a casting point of view, uh, what are some of the reasons why somebody may or may not get a role? I mean, outside of talent. I mean, somebody's talented. I mean, I know it's like maybe a million and one reasons. What are some of the reasons? Yeah, I mean, the thing, and, and Harold may remember this from the workshop shop I taught taught in the Second City basement, but, you know, the thing that I, I like to say is the best measure of your success as an actor right. is truly the callback. If you're getting a callback, it means somebody thinks you can do the job. Right. Somebody believes that you are right for this part. Beyond that, it gets really subjective and often very political in terms yeah. of choices. Right. So that can't be the measure of your success as an actor, because once you get into that, that space of being in the conversation or being in the short list, um, there's so many factors that come into play. Right. Um, you know, it is a business and certainly actors that have a name uh, that are going to help open your film. Um, have real value and so you might have a few of those actors kind of uh on a short list or your your producers are pursuing those people and then you know your parallel pathing casting uh for other roles or possibly for those lead roles uh, right. with non-named talent just because you have a limited amount of time and uh, it can sometimes come down to money. It can sometimes come down to availability. Uh, it sometimes can come down to all of those things right. <laughs> come together. So, it, you know, the, the truest measure I think of your success as an actor is, are you getting that callback? Are you getting into that room for the callback? Because somebody believes you can do the job. Right. Um, if you're getting into that room. So that's that's really w what I have learned from my experience is the only measure you can really trust. <laughs> because beyond that, it, it does. It gets very subjective. And then let me clarify. It wasn't the basement. It was the first floor around the corner in the other corner. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I teach a, a camera there now. Oh, I'm up on the third floor and the fourth floor and, you know, all over the place. And every, every time I leave out the door going for, for the uh, uh -huh. down that escalator, I always remember around that corner. <laughs> back there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that campus. I love being over there and... Uh, yeah, I, 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 that room though that they put us in though, and uh, around the back and kind of behind the escalator was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we were definitely out of sight. Now, for a lot of you may not know, uh, I think you are a great actor, Matt Miller. You have a fantastic presence on stage, right? Do you, do you have any desire? Are you, are you still acting? Do you have any desire to, uh, to, to act more? Oh, man. Uh, that's, that's very nice of you to say. Uh, I, you know, I think I had a realization pretty early on in my time in Chicago, you know, especially watching people audition at the Goodman. Right. Um, I was just like, wow, the, these... These people are real actors and, right. 
you know, I'm I'm okay. I like doing it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I like, right. I like being on stage with my friends. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I think I was a, above average or you know decent enough to get cast in some things. Right. But I didn't have that passion, that drive that I think um, you really have to have as an actor uh, to to pursue this because it is so hard. It is such yeah. a challenging, yeah. um, you know, career path to pursue and and. I'm, I'm really thankful that I started as an actor because it does give me a much better perspective on what I'm doing now. And right. I, I do force myself to have an audition every now and then just to remember the mental machinations that are involved with putting yourself out there right. and the nerves that come into play and the confidence that you need to muster in order to step into that room and do your thing. Um, it's important to remember that and it's easy to forget it. Yes. So I do try to make myself have uh, have an audition every now and then just to uh, to keep keep that energy alive in me and remember it because it, it it helps when I'm working with actors, especially younger actors, to remember what they're going through and right. you know, what was what was uh, in my brain when when I was preparing uh, to go into a room and and how you can kind of uh, decrease the stress that they might be feeling and help help them put their best foot forward because that only helps you as a director. Right. If you're able to help them be successful and really uh, shine, you look good. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> yeah. so it's before, very selfish. It's very selfish. Before we end, I just remembered one thing that you had mentioned those years back. And uh, you, you was like, you can have the paper in your hand and, and refer to it. Don't go yeah. to the audition. Uh, you should have the paper in your hand so that they'll you'll realize you're in the right audition or something you were saying. Yeah, but, yeah. But it seems like, you know, for the last couple, three years, they want you to come in with everything memorized now. Have, have a, you noticed that? It's a, delicate, it's a delicate balance because I think you don't want people to forget that it's an audition. And so I right. do think having the script in your hand is a good... Um, is a good signifier that, you know, I am holding a script. We are in an audition phase of this project. But at the same time, um, you know, for film and TV especially, you're turning in a performance, at, really. It's, it's not the same. Because, right. you know, in, in theater, I've got, I've got a month and a half of rehearsal with you. Where, <laughs> right. you know, like on Superior Donuts, we had conversations frequently about... Yeah you know, how we're, how we're building these characters, how the story is going and, you know, right up, like I remember getting some notes from Tracy when he came to tech and like suddenly some, some big things slotted into place for me and we made adjustments and, and we had time to do that. Right. But when you're making a film or a TV show, like you show up to set, you block it a couple times for the camera and then you're doing it. <laughs> right, right, yes. And, uh, and that's the big sea change is, is there's not, there's not a rehearsal process in the same way that there is for theater. So I think you have to approach the audition process then for film projects and TV projects with much more of a performance mindset. And and it's tricky, like you were saying, Harold, You, you I do advocate holding that script, but being able to play, being able to, um, you know, play with the reader or the other actor that might be in the room. And usually that does mean being off book or right. as close to off book as you can be. Yeah. Um, because that, that does allow you to actually be, be in the moments and be present. And um, 
With TV, it's tough because a lot of times now for pilots, they're handing you 15 pages. Right. <laughs> you know, for the lead roles, it's ridiculous. They're yeah. You have right. the pilot script to to prepare the night before. Right. Um, but, you know, that's the gig. That's the job. And, and you have to find a way to be able to make some choices, bring that to life, be honest, be truthful, and somehow have some fun. What advice would you give a young person looking to become a, a director and go into casting and, and do what you do? What advice would you give? Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's so many different avenues, I think, to getting into directing. Um, you know, I think the, the, the biggest thing I would say that, that isn't, uh, you know, preached enough is the value of creating your own work and creating right. your own opportunities. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And for me, the big, you know, when I look back at my career, the, the things that really took me to the next level or took me to, um, you know, a, a more challenging, uh, you know, artistic experience were things that I really created the opportunity for that thing to happen, um, whether it was a play or a web series. Um, but I was I was hustling and I was I was trying to make that thing happen. Yeah, I wanted to wear the director's hat, but I was also wearing a producer's hat right. and trying to, um, you know, convince theater companies or other collaborators to jump on board and, you know, make this thing happen. And uh, I, I think that's a really vital part of being a young artist is, is knowing that nobody's going to hand you the keys. Right, uh, right, right. You've, yeah. you've got a much better chance uh, of, of driving that car if you build it yourself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so inspiring, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Matt Miller, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, awesome. Awesome, guys. Good to see you. And uh, take care and stay safe. You too. Yeah. So for Brad Stevens and Harold H. Dennis. Green <laughs> Big, Dare to Be Great. We'll talk to you later. Peace. 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 Peace.